Emily's Live. Welcome to Emily is Live with me, Emily Dolan Davis. Come and hang out whilst I share my experiences in the music industry. You can ask me questions live and we can get you one step closer to your professional dreams. Hello, lovely, lovely, lovely people. How are you? I've just realised I've forgotten to put on my transcription thing uh, app, but oh well, right, no transcription for this episode. Um, how are you all doing? Welcome to this week's episode of Emily is Live. So, um, yeah, first, let's do the usual. Right, let's go into the room because pe- there's there's loads of people straight in, straight away. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I feel like it's one of those days where it's it's very um, haphazard because I wanted to make sure that I I got a lot of stuff in today's episode because it's it's it, there's a lot to say. <laughs> I know that I like to say a lot anyway, but there's actually a lot of information to say today. So you may have to bear with me because I do feel a bit kerfuffled at the minute. So anyway, who's in the room? That's much more important than anything, first off. So David Frontman, David Lemids is here. Hello, David. How are you doing? Uh, Hooked on Classic Simone. How are you doing, Emily Coe? Hello, Simone Coe. How are you? Uh, Charlotte Bibby is giving me a thumbs up. But hilariously, this, this, I don't know what it is with the YouTube emoticons, they're, they're kind of different. And I had to look really closely because what I thought it was, was someone holding up a wadge of cash. And I was like, that's a really strange emoticon. I'm, I'm here for it. It's interesting, but no, it's not. It's a thumbs up, but it's a very aggressive one because it has three green lines on it, which makes me happy. Zalster is in as well. Hello, Zalster. I hope this is a little more of a um, of a better time for you with the time difference. I know that the clocks have gone back over in the States now, so I guess the gap is a little bit less as well. So always good to have have you here, the Zalster. Uh, who else we got? We got Stuart Coleman. Hello, Stuart Coleman. Thank you for my lovely message earlier. So me and Stuart worked together last week and um, on this blues tune that he's doing for his YouTube channel. So anyone want to go and watch an amazing saxophonist and also synth player, uh, keys player, head over to his YouTube. You can see him on here. Uh, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's awesome. Um, and we got to work together last week and it was fun. Um, Graham Wilmot is here. Hello, Graham. Worked through with Graham the week before and he's also a wonderful musician and human and oh, I'm so lucky. Kenneth Dingler is in as well. Hello, Kenneth. It's been a while since you've managed to make it onto one of these, so I'm really glad to see you. That's really cool. Dawny Vick is here. Hello, hello, Dawny. How are you? We had a super interesting conversation after last week's episode because I'd mentioned about having a vomiting phobia and uh, we had a conversation after that about the fact that sometimes those sorts of phobias can actually stop you from progressing in your career. I think it's going to be a future episode, but I just need to work out how I want to present it as an idea I suppose. Um, Nathan Drums is here. Hello Nathan. How are you? Are you well? Thank you for your heads up about the fact that I had named this live stream from last week's live stream. Forgot to change the title. Being very professional. This is what I mean. I feel a bit kerfuffled today but that's okay. It's fine. Uh, Chris Pound is here. Hello Chris Pound. Are you well? Um, What else we got? Arno Pauls from the Netherlands is in. Oh Marcus Carter. Hello, Marcus. How are you doing? Um, so, oh, we've got Rainer Hatchenberg and Jake Perrette. Hello. Oh, this is brilliant. Okay, right. So, we've got a lot of people in, so I may as well just start going. I may need to take my jacket off because I knew this was ha- would happen. I was thinking, right, I'm, I'm kind of a, a bit on the chilly side, so I'll wear a jacket and then inevitably, as soon as I start moving, I'm roasting, of course, because that is me. Right, so let's get to today's subject. 
Social media. Now, this kind of came off the back of last week because we were discussing a little bit and I feel like it's a subject that just keeps coming up again and again. And I thought, right, let me really... Because I, I often talk about social media, you know, what's posts and, and all this sort of stuff. But I thought, let me try and... <laughs> let me try. Try being the operative word. Try and make this into a sensical kind of way of looking at social media. Or rather, how I look at social media. Only because that's all I can talk about. I can't talk about what other people do. I know other people do different things in different ways. But this is how I have sort of broken it down in my brain to make it work, basically. So I sort of started by asking myself a series of questions um, because, you know, back in the day, I was terrible at social media. I really was. I just, I didn't understand what I should be posting. I was like, you know, you see all these things about, oh, well, you have to post consistently and you have to post every day and depending on the, you know, platform and this time of day and blah, 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 blah. And it was just this barrage of information. And it was like, yeah, that's all good and well, but what am I going to post? And if I did post something, it didn't really get any sort of like attention. It didn't get any likes, it didn't, none of that. Um, and I just was like, right, I need to be really methodical about this. And I can't remember where I sort of suddenly, I must have read something or heard something or watched something that suddenly in my brain, it was like, oh, I get it. And I'm not saying that I'm great at social media, anything like that, but I do know that I'm better at it. I'm always getting better at it, which is all you, anyone can hope for, really. Um, so I want to share with you exactly the sort of mindset that I have. So the very first question that I asked myself that literally will, well, I hope it will change your whole way of seeing it and will help you to kind of get started is why? Why are you posting on social media? It is the most powerful question because if you're someone that is just posting on social media because you want to, uh, I don't know, just share some photos with friends and family, doing it for those reasons are very, very different to if you're trying to promote yourself as a musician, if you're trying to promote your services in remote recording like I do, or maybe you want to teach more people, so maybe you're trying to promote your lessons, um, or maybe you just want to have a fan base, maybe you just want to create a fan base. Understanding why you're doing something. I think when things get hard, and they will, there will be posts that have like no likes or very few or no interaction or will fall flat on their face. As long as you know that your why was fulfilled, if you know what I mean, if it makes sense within that kind of uh, premise, it's a lot easier to take because you just move on. It's like, okay, cool, it didn't work, let's move on. Um, so yeah, I think if you can define your why. Now, the next step with that, which I don't think a lot of people talk about, but I think is really important, for me at least, I think it's absolutely essential. I need the answer to that why to be a physical action because, so this is the other thing about social media that I kind of want to get across. It's not about one and done. It's not about you're going to post one thing, it's going to go viral, everyone's going to know you and everything's going to be okay. No, it's not that. That's not what... Some people, yes, they do, they post something, it's viral. The reality is most people's experience of social media, myself included, virality, if that's the right way of saying it, um, is not everyone's experience. It's not the norm. It's the outliers that have those viral things. And even then, in all fairness, sometimes going viral can actually hurt 
the reason that you're posting out in the first place because it might go viral for a reason but you'll end up attracting all the wrong kind of people to your profiles to your business whatever it is whatever that thing is um so i can't remember where i started that that point but anyway um the point is that i'm trying to make um because i've lost my train of thought already <laughs> this is a great start isn't it tell you what i'm gonna be really lame i have notes Yes, that's what I was trying to say. It's not one and done. You're not, if you don't go viral, what it should be more about is creating this sense of people just trying to get to know you. It's quite a, a, a very good illustrative fact that you are getting to know me right now and how much of a scatterbrain I can be sometimes when I'm not together in my, in my, uh, in my head, which is often, and that's fine, that's me. But the point is, it isn't about this kind of, this one post is gonna change everything. It's more about these collections of posts are going to inform people about me, about what I do, and about what that why is, why you're posting on social media. And what I want to go back to is, for me, I like that why to have a physical action that people can take so that I know that it's working. Now that can be, if you're if you're teaching, it can be, you know, a like a website that is your website that is for you as a teacher, if you're, a, let's say you're a guitarist, and um, so, Dawn, if you're deciding to teach for some reason, um, it's gonna be your website, there's gonna be a button on your website that says get in touch for, for lessons. That is the physical final action, like the finish line, if you like, of your social media exploits, if you like. That is the goal. That is the one singular thing that you would like to get from your social media. You know, my goals, obviously, I've got Drum Stem Club. So my goal with that is for you to sign up to Drum Stem Club. And then there's another layer of that, which would be great if, you know, people then reach out to work on bespoke drums. That is kind of my whys. That's why I post on social media. Everything I do, it kind of feeds into that, if that makes sense. So I think if you can really just sit down with yourself and go, what am I trying to do? Because I think a lot of people, either they don't know what they're trying to do, or they're trying to do loads of things. And it just, it makes it difficult. And I, 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 want, I want it to be easy. I just want things to be easy. Do you know what else I've just realized? Look, I even did this text graphic to remind myself of what's next. And I forgot to put it up, which is great. Although the people on the podcast listening back don't care about the text graphic, so it's fine. So I think if you, if you only take one thing from the whole of this thing and, and you don't even want to go any further on this episode, that's fine. If you can define your why, it's going to save you so much pain and, and just problems. So, right, that's the first thing. Define your why. The second thing is who. Who is your ideal client, follower, fan? What do they look like? You know, who are they? Who are they? Because you can't, that's the other thing, you can't cater to everyone. So for instance, for me with Drumstem Club and with emilydrums.com, my ideal person is a singer-songwriter that creates beautiful music with lovely lyrics. It's sort of singer-songwriter, maybe they do a bit of blues, a little bit of pop, a little bit of rock. It's kind of that area. I That is my ideal client. I love melodic instruments and I love beautiful, thoughtful lyrics. Now, be it by coincidence or by design, I don't know, I've ended up with a lot of clients like this that are just so suited down to the ground to me and my type of playing. But it's because I've been very purposeful about thinking about who that person is gonna be. But again, you, 
your thing might be if you're teaching, you want beginner drummers, or maybe you want advanced drummers, or let's think about who are the fans that you want. Say you're trying to build a fan base or a following, what are the kind of people that you want as fans or as followers? You know, all you guys that are watching right now or listening back, I know that on the whole, as a general rule, you are the kindest, sweetest, most passionate, funny as well, funny people that I have ever met. And I consider myself so lucky for that reason. So um, define who your people are, like who are you actually catering for? It's it, again, if you're not specific about this, it just leads to a lot of mess and, and you don't really know who you're speaking to, I guess. Because that's the other thing. So with things like this, with Emily's Life, a lot of the time, I'm speaking to you guys, obviously, but a lot of the time, the basis of these episodes are me speaking to myself when I was about 14 years old. And it's the things that I would really have liked to know, you know, the things that I didn't dare ask because I was shy. So that's why I'm very forthcoming with a lot of information because I, I don't want... I don't want someone to have to ask because I don't want them to feel embarrassed. It's kind of the basis. It's sort of the same with Drumstem Club as well. That was all about creating something that gave, you know, a resource that is really high quality to expand someone who is so driven to do this music thing, whether that is songwriting or production or whatever it is. Um, I wanted to be able to give a resource that was a professional quality but they didn't have to pay for it because I knew as a kid that I couldn't afford the things that maybe would have furthered my playing my career um, I made it work and it's fine but I really like the idea of being able to help someone else's journey that's an amazing thing for me and that will forever drive me to do doing things as same with these episodes so I think yeah have a think about who that person is in conjunction with your way. So the next one is the where. So where are these people hanging out? Like I say, if you're starting a beginner, if you've got a beginner student, let's say generally they're probably gonna be younger. So they may be more likely to be spending time on TikTok versus Twitter, for instance. That's just how it is, it's where people are at the moment. And it's always changing, it's always, always changing. Um, and that's okay, I think it's good to kind of keep an eye on stuff like that. Um, but where are your people hanging out? I have a lot of people that hang out on Instagram, you know, they're doing their thing, they're showcasing themselves, it's amazing. But equally, I have a lot of people on YouTube. Now this is another thing that I have to say on this subject, just because you find out where your people are, I'm not saying that you then neglect all the other platforms, and again, don't get me wrong, I am not perfect at this. If you look at my Facebook feed right now or my Twitter feed right now, it is neglected. It's very neglected versus my YouTube, my Instagram, my TikTok and my blog. But I'll work on that. It's fine. Nobody's perfect. And um, what I will also say is that although, you know, there are so many platforms and I'm not saying neglect them all. I'm also not saying necessarily to concentrate on them all. What I am definitely saying is to concentrate on one platform as your main way, like your main gateway into that why action. So I even, okay, right. I, I thought maybe I'd do this as a visual because it's a little easier to understand, I think. Oh, I've gone the wrong way. Okay, so let's say that, sorry, I've pulled up my iPad here for anyone that is watching, uh, listening along. So let's say you've got that action at the top. Um, 
so I'm gonna just do it for Drum Stem Club because it's easier for me. So at Drum Stem Club, the final action um, that I want people to take is to sign up. So that's it. Now, in terms of platforms, I would go with a main platform that is what, what they call an evergreen platform. Now, what that means is it's something that sticks around for a long time, it's uh, searchable, and it's evergreen, so it will continue to grow. So, whereas a platform, so for instance, a really great uh, example is YouTube. YouTube is a brilliant evergreen platform because things are videos are highly searchable, which is great. Uh, they stay up there forever, and you will just keep accumulating views. So, you will always have traffic coming there if you then promote it on those other platforms. Now the other platforms, um, another version of an evergreen platform would also be a blog. So if you're doing something that is more suited to a blog, then, then do that sort of thing. Um, so let's say I've got YouTube as my main evergreen platform that I know that if I post on YouTube, everything else can kind of point to there, if that makes sense. Now the other platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, yeah, uh, Twitter, definitely, um, I don't know about Clubhouse, it's so new, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, all those are a lot more um, disposable. Now, this is a really powerful thing to know, a useful thing to know. Um, some people find it quite demoralizing because they feel like they take all this time to make all this content and then someone literally just swipes or the, and then they like or they don't like and then they move on. For me, that's actually one of the most empowering thing about or things about platforms like Instagram, for instance. And the reason is that it then becomes a really interesting platform to test things on and just try stuff and just see what happens. And then from that, so if let's say you uh, right, you go onto Instagram and I'm going to go, right, I'm going to try a series of uh, covers, right? My favourite um, drummers, uh, I did this a long time ago, my favourite drummers, and I'm going to cover one song, um, just five of them, whatever. So I create five little pieces of content, which are the five videos, right? And I can see how they perform. Now, they might get zero views, they may get, might get 100 views, they might get thousands of views. But if one of those or all of them, you know, if they start getting eyeballs, then that is a good indication that maybe I should create a piece of evergreen content in YouTube and create a longer form version of it create a series on there, you know, just expand it basically. However, if it totally bombs, and there's so many things that I've done that have absolutely bombed, I think eh, maybe that's not the right thing for the audience that I have or what they want. So let's not do that. A prime example of that was on, uh, before Drumstem Club, I used to do this thing called Edge Tracks, and they were very short uh, drum tracks that I used to put out. Now, there was a little bit of attention, but it wasn't quite right. But then I just adjusted and it ended up being Drumstem Club. So the point is, it actually becomes quite an interesting way of working because it gives you really good feedback. And again, this totally takes the emphasis off of like how many... I mean, you are looking at how many likes things get or eyeballs that things get, but you're not putting your value on it, it's just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So people are tapping into that, that's really cool. And again, as long as it relates back to your why and it makes sense in that 
person's journey of sort of getting to know you, then it's always really good. Same with, like I say, just random things, because you can do all sorts of, if you're a musician, you could do a bit of playing, that's fine, and, and sort of show people who your favourite influences are or you know some genres that you like to play or whatever but equally you can do some talking to camera pieces and that will show a different side of your personality now people might be into that and they might not and that's okay like I have tons of people that probably cannot stand me but that's fine I'm like that's all right because I've got some pretty amazing people kicking about so I'm okay with it so I hope that that kind of makes sense in a way and again it's kind of like dropping a lot of little seeds in loads of places not just to create that general getting to know you vibe but also testing out what people are responding to which is so invaluable I can't tell you how valuable doing that is so that is the what is it the where where are people hanging out I can't even remember what I'm doing okay so the biggest question then let me switch off this iPad thing is what should you be posting Again, it's a big question. I know it's probably the biggest question. And although most people go straight to the, what should I be posting? I think if you cover those other questions first, you're gonna be in a much clearer place of what you should be posting. And as a, there's a general rule that's flying around at the moment. And I think it's really, really valuable is that whatever you post within the, you know, the guidelines of what I've laid out, if you can make it entertaining, educational or inspirational it will do well and I think this is so true because otherwise why like I don't mean this in a rude way why should anyone care I used to post so much stuff that was so self-indulgent is the word that I will use or words that I will use because I was thinking so much about me me, what I want to put out, what I want to, you know, I, 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 is that's not social. Social is about everyone. And I think having that in mind makes it, again, a lot easier. Um, reminding yourself, say you're, you want to put out something inspiring, remind yourself what inspires you, what used to inspire you. Depend, like I say, it really depends on who your audience is. Um, so, as I say, for me, like generally as a drummer, um, inspiring things are things like really cool live shots with maybe a little story. I used to love that, reading magazines, seeing amazing shots, reading about that drummer and just being like, wow, I want to do that. That is what I have in my head if I will post, you know, a shot from a Kim Wilde gig, for instance. But that probably is not that inspiring to someone who is a songwriter or producer in a studio. So Drumstem Club is a little more inspiring for them because they can be like, oh great, I'm gonna download these free multi-tracks and I'm gonna create and this is inspiring me. So again, if you can make it educational, inspirational or entertaining, if you can make people laugh, that is like the best one. I'm not very good at that. I try, but I'm not very good, let's face it. I, I just, if it happens, it's purely by circumstance. It's all accident, not, is it circumstance? Accident, let's say accident. So um, yes, and then the final thing to address, I suppose, uh, is the how. How are you actually going to execute this thing you've got all these answers but then how are you going to do it and it's it's the worst answer you're going to hate me for saying this but here we go just do it just post one thing just post one thing and if you can switch around your validation for what you're doing from external sort of like circumstances so looking at you know how many views did I get how many likes did I get how many shares did I get 
think more about, right, I'm going to set myself a goal. And the goal is to post once a day for the next month on Instagram, for instance. And again, you still got to have all this other stuff in place. But if you then post every day for a month, you know that you've done a good job. It's irrelevant what the stats are. It's irrelevant how many likes you've got. You did it and that is something to be commended. And then maybe you celebrate and you give yourself a treat because I love giving myself treats. So like a nice bar of chocolate or something like that. Um, and again, I think that there's a lot of power in that because if I'd have, for instance, right? If I'd have put out that uh, that Foo Fires video wrapped in fairy lights, you guys all know it. I mean, I speak about it enough, crikey. Um, if I'd have put that out there and actually looked at the numbers when I first put it out there, Oh my goodness, I would have taken it down straight away. You know, yes, I got a few views and that was lovely and I got some lovely comments, but there's so many times my insecurity was like, oh my gosh, but you know, look at what that person's got in views and I haven't and therefore I must be rubbish. It's just this really illogical way of thinking because everyone's running their own race. And had I have taken that video down, I wouldn't have had half the opportunities I have had over the last, 10 years or whatever it's been. So um, I think, yeah, just changing, looking at the long game, looking at it, as a, uh, at it as more of a kind of broad getting to know you, but with a very clear goal, knowing who your audience is gonna be, and then just, just investing the time, not being scared, just trying stuff out, make it a little bit more fun, mate. Not in your content, just the way you approach it. Like, it's not that serious. It's not, it's, like I said, those evergreen pieces of content, yes, you can make them a little more higher value in the production or the execution or however you want to do it. But the things like the Instagram stuff and the TikTok stuff and even the Twitter stuff and the Facebook stuff, it's, it's, it's gone pretty quick. Like, it's the equivalent of that saying, what is it, yesterday's newspaper is today's fish and chips wrapper? It's kind of like that, but quicker. Like, the one second ago's post will never be thought about again. And there's something really incredibly freeing about that if you can get into that kind of mindset. But like I say, you've just got to take action on it. Uh, try it. I guarantee whatever insecurities you have in your head right now about why you're not posting, because I'm sure you've got all the reasons under the sun if you're not doing the thing that you actually want to be doing right now. Um, I know I did, 100%. Um, but whatever those hangups are that are stopping you, I guarantee you they're not gonna come to fruition in the way that you think. And actually some really incredible things might happen that you could never anticipate. So why not just try it and see, and see what happens. But like I say, maybe don't look to the external validation, um, especially at first, because it can be very demoralizing. Oh, a way that I stopped that, by the way, a way that I helped rather, was using like third party software to post to Instagram or whatever, because that way I didn't actually need to log into the app to see what the numbers were. I literally posted it, dropped it and just went right next and didn't even think about it. But that built momentum without me even thinking about it. And because I, I sort of, I guess it was like throwing it down a hill, throwing a snowball down a hill and letting it roll and then just getting ready to make another snowball. And it does create momentum. It really does. And yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure that this was quite as concise as I was hoping, but you kind of get an idea of how I think about things and how I feel that actually social media can be a very fun, very interesting, very 
insightful way of helping your business and whatever it is that you're trying to do. So anyway, right. With that being said, I'm going to go to some uh, questions that came in before we went live. In saying that, I've just seen that my... Um, Oh, my, my, that's nice. My Google Sheets has uh, signed out of itself, but it's okay, I can still see the questions. Um, and then I'm gonna come to the questions in the room. So please, anyone that does have questions, uh, do let me know. I've just realized that the how is still up there, so we don't need that anymore. Um, yeah, if you've got any questions in the room, just ask me, let's chat about it, because I, I really enjoy talking about this sort of stuff. Um, it's something that I've spent a lot of time doing, obviously, and, and I just, I find it fascinating, I really do. So if I can help you in any way, ask a question and I will. Um, so I'm gonna go to the questions that came in beforehand. If you wanna join us live on one of these uh, episodes, then just go to emilyislive.com and you can sign up and you get a watch link on the day. And we can talk. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is uh, these first three questions are related to uh, this social media topic because I put something out on Instagram and I said, look, what is the thing about social media that is your biggest overwhelm, your biggest struggle right now? Um, and I wanted to make sure that I basically covered all these. So I was like, right, let me write them as questions because a few people ask very similar questions, which I found interesting in itself. So the first one was from a few people saying, how do you deal with haters or negative comments online? Now I feel like there's definitely a scale with this um, in terms of haters or negative comments. Um, the funniest ones are when uh, you, you sort of share something, your experience, and someone says something like, yeah, but that never happened. <laughs> Which, they're my, they frustrate me, but at the same time, I think it's so funny. So I try generally to make a joke about it, but then there are some comments that are genuinely just really hateful and like just going for the jugular. Generally speaking with them, unfortunately, it's a bit of a block action because like life is too short to have to worry about a complete stranger essentially like I've got so many brilliant people in my life obviously yourselves are included in that right now um and therefore why would I let one person really taint my thing and I, I feel like also like the people that I that follow me that I surround myself with are generally very kind they're very caring, they're very positive. Um, I don't need negative people kicking about, there's enough of it. Um, and I wanna protect my community. <laughs> like, I would hate if anyone was like that to any of the people that follow me or whatever on a thread, I get very upset. So um, yeah, I just take them out of my life because I feel bad for them, in all honesty. I kind of try and put myself in their position of like, wow, the fact that you needed to say something negative about this, like, think about the headspace that person must be in right now that that is the action that they've taken and that's really sad to me and and it yeah that's kind of how I see and often I will actually just reach out and just be like look are you are you all right sort of thing because not in a I don't mean it in a patronizing way but like you know a lot of times I actually end up not becoming friends with those people but I certainly open up a dialogue and make it safe for them to speak to me and I'll always be like look it's fine unless it's a completely hateful thing that they clearly are just on a mission um in which case it's like nah I don't need that bye blah, you're stressing me out I don't need extra stress I have enough stress it's fine bye bye and um, so that's how I deal with negative comments or haters as they say um right so uh, a couple of people had asked as well how do you achieve 
persistence and consistency. Um, I think I kind of answered that in my very long ramble. I think just set a plan for yourself. It can be a short-term plan. It can be just for the next month or even just for the next week or whatever you need it to be. Um, and just do the thing, but don't look at the results. You can look at the results at the end of the period and see, because you inevitably will see some sort of improvement because it's just the nature of it. The other thing is, maybe put yourself in the position of the actual platforms themselves. What do you reckon that their goals are? It's pretty much to keep people on the platform. <laughs> so yeah, there's kind of an element of that that comes into it too. Um, yeah, so I'd say just, just make your plan, execute it, and then see how you feel about it. This is the other thing. If at the end of, say, a month of posting every day, you're miserable, don't do it. Just don't do it. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, it, it was part of the reason that I stopped doing so many live streams uh, recording. It was draining me. I loved it. I really loved it. And if my body would let me live stream every song that I recorded in the studio, I absolutely would in a heartbeat because I adore it. But the writing was on the wall that it was it was really affecting me physically my health so i had to make the hard call but it's it's a really good call i get to do these things instead and that's once a week and it's very concentrated and it's like i'm here with you right now we're chatting and there's something really valuable about that and that brings more value to the people that i'm recording with because that means all my energy is going into that as I'm doing it, if that makes sense. So um, I can't even remember what the question is. Oh yeah, consistency. Just, just, just set a plan, do it, see how you feel, and then adjust. Just adapt, adjust, and go for it. Okay, so uh, I think this one was from Nathan, uh, who was asking, how do you not overthink it? I overthink everything, but what I will say is that when I start overthinking things like social media, um, like an idea or whatever, I, it often means that there's more than one idea floating around for me. And I think what I do then is sort of split it up into smaller ideas, I suppose, like those smaller bits of content, um, and then just throw them out there and see what the response is, and then just see how I feel about it, basically. And then maybe I sort of combine a few things, or maybe I don't, maybe I chuck them all out and go, well, that was rubbish. Um, but I think putting restrictions on yourself really helps with not overthinking in terms of like, right, I'm gonna spend the next hour, for instance, creating this one piece of content. Whatever state it's in after an hour, I'm going to release it, no matter what. And again, I suppose that comes down to that consistency thing as well. But putting that kind of limit on myself really, really works for me. Um, I think it's about finding something that works for you in that similar way. Uh, but again, it just comes down to the person because I know a lot of people will labor and labor over things, which is great because the end result can be great. Sometimes the end result can not be that great or even worse, it doesn't matter, first of all, that's kind of, because it's all subjective. We're all very creative people here. Um, because you've labored so much time and energy and effort into it and you deem it unworthy to being out there, you just don't put it out at all, which is the same as you not doing it in the first place, which is completely pointless. So you may as well do something, even if it's little. And if it's overwhelming, think of like the smallest thing that you can do, like maybe an inspiring quote. Just put out an inspiring quote. It's literally a few words. That's, that's pretty low bar, like just throw it out there and see what happens. Um, yeah, so I think, not even sure that I answered your question either. How do I not overthink it? I do, but then I split it up into the different things that I'm thinking about and then I just try. I try things and I see what happens. So 
those are kind of the social media related questions I got through. Uh, the, the last question I got through, I thought was really, it seems really out there compared to everything that we're speaking about, but it's fine. And I have no idea who it's from, but they are asking, what is the turnaround time for a fairly simple track when you're recording, including revisions, prepping for the uh, prepping the final files, etc. So they're talking about uh, emilydrums.com. So when I work with someone um, with emilydrums.com, um, in emilydrums.com, so people will send me the, uh, their tracks and um, they'll book a date in my diary. I have this link that I sent out and they will book in a date with me. And basically my whole thing is when you've booked in your date, that is your day, you will have uh, the first take to listen to by that evening. So yeah, no matter what, unless I don't think I've ever not given someone the first uh, that first take on that first day, I don't think. If I haven't, it's by pure um, accident. Uh, i.e. some email things not working which me and Graham uh, experienced last a uh, couple of weeks ago is uh, very embarrassing from my part my email client was deciding to misbehave anyway um but I still got the first take to him by the end of the day anyway that's beside the point um so uh yeah and then past then in terms of time it just depends on the person that I'm in touch with so if they come straight back to me and they're like I absolutely love it let's go for it then I'll just prep the files right then and there so that can be a matter of like a couple of hours from starting to finishing um like as in from getting the first take to finishing I should say but equally, you know, if I'm working with someone in Australia, often it will be a couple of days before I get any revisions. So it will be a couple of days and a revision's worth of time, or maybe not, maybe it's just, yeah, go for it. But sometimes those sorts of um, interactions can last over like four or five days. It just really depends. I think the thing that if, I, I'm not sure which side of the coin you're coming from, whether you're an artist that's looking for someone to do remote, remote recording or whether you are remote recording yourself. If you're re remote recording yourself, I would say something to help the process of things like revisions is be very clear about how you want your revisions delivered so that you understand it best, so that you can get them done quick, quicker and in a more effective way so you can minimize the amount of revisions that are needed. Um, if you're on the artist side of things, I'd say just you know get back to your remote recorder as quickly as possible and you'll get them turned around as quickly as they can so it just really depends um but yeah turnaround time for a track i mean generally speaking it's within like once you're booked in it's within that day for me generally speaking but anyway hope that answers your question okay we're gonna go live into the room again if you want to be part of this live conversation then uh just head on over to emilyislive.com doctor.com no, emilyslive.com, sign up and we can get chatting about stuff. So let's see what people are saying. Right, I sort of spun past a few things uh, when I was saying hello to people. Right, so uh, Nathan was saying I had no, I oh, Nathan Timothy is here, bonjour. Hello, bonjour, ciao, konnichiwa. Uh, how are you? Um, <laughs> so uh, Nathan Drums is saying, I had no idea you could update the title when it was live like that. Something else you've taught me. Nathan, I feel so happy when I teach you things that are anything to do with technology because I feel like you are like the, the guru of all things web and technology based. So I'm glad I could teach you something because I feel like you're constantly teaching me things. So, oh, everything's just uh, jumped, hold on. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Uh, so, Rainer, Rainer Hatchenberg. Good morning from Chicago. Did you get a haircut? Yes, I did. 
And I saw my family yesterday and they were like, it looks really great. And then um, about we an hour later, we were having dinner. And my dad, my dad never talks about like our hair or anything. Like it's not because he's like mean or anything. He just, he's a bloke and he doesn't notice hair. And um, he, uh, sorry, that was a major overgeneralization. I apologize. Anyway, my dad doesn't generally notice people's hair. We were sitting having dinner and he went, oh, I really like your hair. And I was like, oh, that. And then as I was about to say thanks, he then sort of laughed, like chuckled, like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he was like, you look like Ace Ventura. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why you're like it, because it's entertaining you. And he was like, oh, no, I really like it. I was like, all right. Um, so Jake Brett, hi, Emily. Hi, Jake. How are you? Marcus says, ha, my page is called Marcus Carter's Drum Kerfuffle. That's so funny. Happy to hear someone else using that word. Marcus, that's hilarious because as I was saying it, I was like, man, you know how there's some words that you, well, I know there's some words that I use that as I'm saying them, I'm suddenly aware that they're probably not actually that common. And it's like just something that my family use or me and my husband use. And I've just forgotten that it's not in the vernacular, if that makes sense. So I'm really glad that Marcus, me and you, on a level, welcome by the way, you're clearly meant to be here. Um, Charlotte Vivi says, ah ha ha, an aggressive thumbs up. It says when you hover above it, that it's meant to say you got this. Oh, so this is the emoji that um, Charlotte used at the beginning of this live stream, which was this aggressive thumbs up, which is actually meant to mean you got this, which I like that better than my one, which was confused thinking that it was someone holding a wadge of money and seems a bit kind of, I don't know, I don't know, dodgy to me, but anyway. Um, and Nathan Drums says, ah, Nathan Drums says, love it, Mar Marcus Carter. Oh, Marcus in his kerfuffle of drums. I love it. Raina says, are you all, uh, are you at all familiar with the song Roller Disco by Jonathan Bree? Thought you'd enjoy the rhythm slash beats. I'm not, but I shall in, I shall endeavor to look for that. Do you know what? I think I need to go to very basic language today because my brain and my mouth are not quite connected, it feels, today. It's one of them days. Um, Maysel Jobs is here. Hello from Brazil. Hey, Maysel. Oh, Maysel. So, my sister-in-law, so her, so my brother-in-law, that's how I should say that, my brother-in-law is Brazilian and his mum has just come over from Brazil literally last week and they're coming around on Sunday. So I, me and Tony were trying to learn a bit of Portuguese, but don't, don't, I can't remember anything. I think we're just going to like look a couple of phrases up before we start, uh, before they get here and just, hello. Um, so yeah, it, is it hola como va? No, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. I, I feel ashamed of myself that I can't even remember a very simple um, Brazilian phrase. Uh, Fernando Riviera Neto is here. Hello, Fernando. How are you doing? Um, and uh, Simone is saying, I'm back. Sorry, I have a decorator in. It's fine, Simone. You can always watch back whatever you missed. Um, and... Oh, Ali's here as well. Ali from Ireland slash Bermuda. Uh, or Island via Bermuda? I don't really know how to say that, but yeah. Uh, David says, you are giving us very important information and ideas. Thank you, David. I really hope so. As always, I'm really sorry it's a little bit all over the shop, but 
that is my brain and I feel like you guys are used to me to be honest so it's fine um hooked on classic says I have YouTube and Facebook for my uh content I really dislike all other platforms Simone that's totally fine like that that's part of what I was saying about kind of just trying stuff and if you notice that you don't like it just don't do it I've got to be honest that's kind of why I came off Twitter because I feel like everyone's shouting at each other on Twitter and it's so the opposite of how I want to be and who I want to be surrounded by <laughs> so I was like Twitter may not be for me and that's fine like I've kind of made peace with that and yes I'm sure I've lost a few fans and followers or clients or whatever it's fine I'm happier <laughs> so that's way more important Arno is saying hello to Ali hello and everyone's saying oh hi to Arno oh Mikiko's here hello Mikiko konnichiwa or is it konbanwa is it evening there it must be Ogenki desu ka it's literally the only thing I can remember to say in Japanese ever um apart from uh toide wa doko desu ka very important very useful um nathan is saying this is like science emily your content is ridiculously high value oh well thank you nathan that really means a lot like i say i tried to bring value but i i find i find organizing my thoughts really difficult sometimes because it's only when i actually look at how i do things and why i do things that i realize that they really are a bit all out there sometimes and just collating them into some semblance of I don't know, like understandability. <laughs> That's not a word. That's not a word. Um, yeah, just being un like being able to be understood is uh, is very difficult for me. It's very difficult, but equally, I think it's very useful for me to understand why I do certain things, why certain things work, why certain things don't. So I, I do enjoy analysing stuff. I don't know whether you've noticed. <laughs> Um, Marcus Carter says, this is great. Oh, thank you, Marcus. I'm so glad that your first time that I'm aware of here has been valuable to you. That's awesome. Hooked on Classics says, very inf useful info, I must agree. I'm so glad. Um, Marcus says, it helps so much to know that everyone goes through the same insecurities. Oh, Marcus, dude, like seriously, yes, everyone, everyone I know. I feel like almost every creative I have ever been, oh, there's a lovely little robin outside. Um, Almost every creative I've ever spoken to in this capacity suffers with like imposter syndrome, feeling very vulnerable, all that sort of stuff. And I'll be honest, the ones that say that they don't, I don't trust. I do not trust them. I'm sorry. I know that's probably a really um, horrible thing to say, but I don't believe that nobody suffers with some sort of insecurity, especially when it comes to social media and putting yourself out there on a plate. In fact, same with... Um, like writing songs or whatever, releasing music. That's your soul that you're bearing. Like, how can that not be, how can that not be making you feel vulnerable? I don't get it. So yeah, you're not alone, at least in this room, Marcus, that's for sure. Arno says, even for a not drummer slash musician, this is really useful. Turns out we all have the same issues on socials. Arno, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm so glad that you can get some value from this as well because I'm always very aware that there are people here that are not musicians and I, I don't want you to feel excluded because you are very much a part of this community as is everyone that is here so you know I I hope you can relate in your own world if that makes sense um Marcus uh oh no sorry hooked on classics says your Foo Fighters video is almost 36k that's awesome yeah it, it's weird I still find it strange seeing that 
video and seeing that number and being like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of people. That's pretty crazy. But then, you know, you can so easily look to the right at the recommended videos and you see one that's 1.2 million and you're like, oh. But then what's the value? What's the point in feeling that way? That's why I literally, I do not look at that video. The only reason I ever see it is if I'm linking someone to it and I'm just sending a link because I haven't done my shortcut yet in my text. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back two episodes and uh, it's my, is it two episodes or three episodes about the shortcuts that I use uh, to be more productive? It's one of my favorite things to do. Text replace, look it up, it's amazing. Um, Charlotte Baby says, if you offer many services, do you find that keeps your page busy with so much content to post or is it streamlining and equal parts of each other? That is a brilliant question, Charlotte. I will be totally honest with you. So. I, like, you guys know me, there are many sides to me and my career and what I offer people. And, and I find it so difficult to streamline, but recently I've made a real conscious effort to do that. And now my content is so much more focused and I'm attracting so many more, right is the wrong word, but do you know, right people, people that are in line with what I'm putting out there. Uh, that I just think, why did I not do this so long ago? So yes, I would say if you can streamline your content and what you're doing, it just makes it so much more focused. There's a whole thing about, you know how, um, if you're if you're looking for someone to do some work for you, for instance, I've, I say this a lot, but it's so true. I would always want a specialist over a generalist. And if you can sort of convey that on your social media profile, so in terms of my Instagram say, it's very centered around um, emilydrums.com, basically recording drums for your music. That is kind of what it's based around, but then there's the loose basing around uh, the way in which I promote that, which is Drum Stem Club, which is free drum multi-tracks. The only reason that I have that, by the way, is because I'm super insecure and I just want people to know that they like the product that I create before they book me because I'm so worried they'll be disappointed. Full disclosure, that is the reason that Drum Stem Club exists, or a very large part. It's not all of it, but it's a very large part of why it exists. So that is the main crux of what my Instagram profile is. The rest of it is, uh, and I do it one and one. So one post about the studio, drumming, drum stem club, or uh, recording, emilydrums.com. And the other post, one and one, is me talking to camera. And the reason for that is that I just want people to get to know me and my personality, because I think that's such an important part of business generally these days. It's about the individual. It's not about the big corporation. If you look at people like, um, oh, what was the advert that I've mentioned this before? There was an advert that I saw for Tesco's maybe. And you know how usually those big companies like M&S for instance, that's a better example. You remember like the M&S advert was very much about this general boom. And you're seeing this beautiful bit of food, which by the way, always grossed me out. The, the slowness of things pouring just ugh, makes me feel gross. Anyway, it was trying to be this very luxurious, you know, general thing. And now they're focusing more on the personal stories of the people that provide the meat, for instance, for the pork that they have on their counter. Um, I know that's really specific, but the point is, I think there's been a real shift in the personal one-on-one -on -one relationships with businesses. Um, and that really works in all of our favors, especially on social media. You've just got to be brave enough to show a bit of yourself and it feels awkward. I often feel awkward on these when I'm like, oh my gosh, 
like as soon as I start getting into my head, I have to get out of it again because so often my head will go, they're gonna think you're insane. Why are you saying this? Why are you sharing this? And then I just go, do you know what? I don't care, let's just move on and I do. And it really helps. So uh, in terms of your question, Charlotte, I'd say, yeah, if you can streamline it, but sort of, you can still have these peripheral things that, but as long as they all go into the sort of, if you think of it like one big river, and these are the little um, brooks that are going into the river. So as long as all those brooks are going into the one main river and there's kind of a very clear thing that you do or service that you offer or something that you're giving people, then, I think you're in really good stead and Charlotte I mean I know your profile I know you you're doing a really great job so I think yeah if you can streamline that it kind of supercharges it to be like really laser focused I'm coming out with all sorts of all sorts of metaphors today it is the day so Dawny Vic hello Dawn how are you uh, talking about insecurities perfectionism can also be a massive hurdle dude tell me about it perfectionism is the biggest killer of inspiration and taking action ever so uh, for me i suffered massively with perfectionism i literally would not do anything because i just was almost paralyzed from perfectionism if you like uh, from trying to be too perfect and the way that i broke it is just one day i <laughs> i'd love to say i got I got brave. I didn't get brave. I got forced by, not forced, that's too strong, but I was encouraged by my sister to take the awkward action that I hadn't been taking. And she could clearly see from the outside that that was the logical thing to do. And as soon as I did, the result of that and realizing that actually it wasn't a big deal really freed me up to try other stuff. And and that's really, that one moment has permeated, permeated, permeated? See, simple words, Emily. Anyway, it's really flown into other areas of my life and it gives me confidence that I can just try stuff and just see, and it's not the end of the world. It's never been the end of the world. Everything that I've ever tried to do, especially in social media, has never been the end of the world, ever. It's just been interesting and sometimes it's been useful and sometimes it's, you know, people have really enjoyed it. And then other times I just get no response whatsoever, but that's okay. I've noticed it. I haven't carried on doing the thing that people aren't responding to. I've done more of the stuff that people are responding to, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, perfectionism is, is such a killer for action. It's a nightmare. But I often think it's kind of a projection of your worst fears and actually they ain't happening. Like, it's terrible to say, but I think I know that I used to think that everyone was always, you know, looking at me like, what is she doing? The reality is no one cares. No one cares about what I was doing. No one was even thinking about me because everyone's too busy thinking about themselves. So just do something and just see, just see what happens. See how you feel about it. I think that's even more important and it will give you strength. The more you do something, the more normalized it becomes, the easier it becomes. I love that. I think when I notice things that make me feel uncomfortable, my reaction now is, oh wow, well at some point this is gonna feel normal and that's exciting and that makes me wanna do it more um, because then I just move to the next thing that makes me feel uncomfortable and then normalize that. I always remember the first day being on The Voice Kids in the studio and I just remember being like, oh my God, like there was so much emotion flowing through me and fear and you know insecurity and just like, oh my God, should I be here? Am I good enough to be here? Why am I here? Like there was so much going through my head that I suddenly caught myself and I was like, do you know what's really cool? I know that at the end of this season, this first season that I'm doing with them, this is gonna feel completely normal to me. And that it 
it instantly just relaxed me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. So then I just focused on breathing instead. And now, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still do have moments where I'm like, wow, it's more, wow, this is bizarre. What a bizarre job. This is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very normalized, which in itself is absolutely insane. But it is quite amazing how quickly you adjust to what is normal for you. So yeah, anyway, I don't know if that helps you in any way. I really hope it does. Charlotte says, um, or if you want to push a specific service, i.e. STEM club, do you post a lot of that in one go? I tried that for a while. So again, it's just something that I tried. Um, it didn't work for me, but it might work for you. And that is I try to base each month on a specific theme, if you like, which is fine. But what happens is you end up getting a lot of followers for that one thing. And then the next month when you move on to something else, they're suddenly like, wait, what? Why am I following it? What is this? This isn't what I signed up for. So I think it does need to be interspersed so people know what they're getting and know what to expect. I think expectation is a big thing um, and the value that they're gonna get from your profile, from following you, from interacting with you um, or booking you, you know, any of those things, um, you need to kind of manage expectations, I think. So yeah, I'd say if you can, if you can kind of, somehow draw all those themes into one thing or two things and put them on your profile. That's a good way of doing it. David says, I, I'm the arch enemy of rude and hateful comments. Well, that is because you're the sweetest, David, as are all of you, to be fair. Absolute sweethearts. Um, Dawny says, this is really helpful, Emily. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm so relieved that people are finding this useful. Um, Simone says, oh, <laughs> Simone, I love you. Okay, so she, uh, sorry, Simone is my um, my way to remember. Don't forget to smash the like button. But I didn't tell you to do that. It's Simone that told you to do that. And I appreciate you, Simone, for always having my back. So yeah, subscribe, like, share this with someone that you think might benefit um, and sign up at emilyislive.com if you want to join in on this live mental chat. Uh, right, Marcus Carter says, done. Marcus, you're a star, thank you. Raina says, how long from a practical standpoint would you set a particular strategy play out until you say leave it alone and modify slash replace slash abandon that particular approach? Oh, it's difficult to put a, a, a secure number on it, I'll be honest. Um, it really depends on the thing. Um, how long would I let a strategy play out? I don't think it's quite as cut and dry as that for me. I think more, yeah, that's a really hard question. That's a really, really hard question. I'm trying to even think about an example of how long I let things run for. The problem that I have with answering this question is that my memory is terrible. <laughs> So I'm not great at remember, like to me, something that felt like a month might have been like 12 months. Um, how long? I think it depends on what you, the result is that you're after. So I think as long as I'm seeing some sort of progress, I'll just keep doing it and adjusting until, i tell you what it is for me, it's when the balance shifts from the effort that I'm putting in is so much greater than the results that I'm seeing, then I really try and change it up. Um, and I, yeah, I can't give you a timeline. I'm so sorry. I always like to try and answer these questions. And if I, yeah, I really don't know. I'm so sorry, Raider. I'm so sorry. I can't, I really can't. I think for me, it's just noticing how I'm feeling about stuff. And if I suddenly find myself really stressed and I don't know why, 
I look at the things that I have going in my life. Uh, again, it's part of the reason that I stopped live streaming, uh, recording at emilydrums.com so regularly. Um, it's why I decided to do the live element on this, which used to be a drummer's guide too, uh, because the main reason was because my, my social media was so overwhelmed with comments that I couldn't reply and it overwhelmed me and I just, it was too much to the point that I just didn't reply to anything. And that's still the case on Twitter and Facebook. I'm sorry if you comment on there and I never reply. But I wanted to incorporate that into a live stream so that I could sort of address anything in the moment. And if you want to come ask me anything, be here and I will answer it. Unless you've asked me the question about the time frame and I literally can't give you an answer. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a time frame thing for me personally. It's more of a noticing of feeling and energy levels and stress levels and acting accordingly. Um, but yeah, so but if a timeline works better for you, then then do that for sure. Um, Arno says, completely off topic. We love a bit of off topic. But a friend just asked me, why are you looking to a female drummer? You're not a drummer and you're gay. <laughs> well, I surround myself with positivity. That's what I find here. Oh no, we love you. Thank you. That's such a lovely thing to say. I'm so glad that that is your experience in this space because it's certainly the one that I like to cultivate. But obviously, just because I would like something to be like something, that doesn't mean it's going to be that way. So we're so glad to have you here, Arno, and everyone else. And if you're not a musician as well, it's we love everyone. Um, in fact, where's Jed? Speaking of people that, that are usually here that aren't musicians. And um, Marcus says, it's so funny how you can get loads of likes on a video, but if one person unfollows you, that's all you think about. Our brains are weird. Marcus, I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to address actually. I'm not sure I did. So in a so this is a new way I've been thinking about uh, like viral posts. So over on TikTok, it's very much a thing that people have viral posts and it's all very relatable. It's all very like personal experiences. I love it over there. It's really interesting. It's an interesting space, at least the side of TikTok that I found myself on because I know that a lot of people have different experiences. Anyway, an interesting thing that I was thinking about was so say you have, if you're on TikTok, right, I'm on TikTok, let's take my TikTok. I think I have like 450 followers at the moment. It's not a huge amount, but they are good quality followers. Um, if I had a post that went viral and I had say 2 million views and from that I got 100,000 followers, right? On the surface, that would be like, oh, this is incredible, I've done it, I've broken it, I've made it. Actually, in reality, that's probably, this is gonna sound crazy, it may be harming what you're trying to do with your why. Because, you know, you've gotten all this attention for this one post, but it doesn't mean that all those people that saw it are in line with what you're trying to put out there, if that makes sense. So actually having a very small pool of um, very sort of like, like-minded or appropriate followers is way more valuable than having thousands of followers that don't actually care about you at all or what you're doing or you know and it it, it becomes almost more demoralizing I think because you see this huge amount of followers but actually the interactions are really low it's something that happened on my uh, my Emily drums Instagram profile before it got deleted there were a lot of people on there and and it, and it was great but the followers and the the interactions never quite added up it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great and it was fine but I have to say this new profile that I have, so if you're not following my new profile, it's at it's Emily Dolan Davis, um, is so much more 
I want to say it's more like it's got more foundation and everything that I post, there's more interaction in a, in a percentage way, if you like. And that is so much more valuable to me. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say it's kind of that quality versus quantity thing. Sometimes the, 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 uh, quality is way more important. So, um, Anyway, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where I, where I went down that rabbit hole, Marcus, but here we are. Uh, Hooked on Classic says, I have made videos before and not put it out purely due to my paranoia of it's not good enough and worrying about the comment section, my brain playing tricks on me for no reason. Simone, just do it. Just put it out there and just see. The thing is, is that I'm pretty sure if we're similar, which I'm going to hazard a guess and we might be, my brain, there is no one that is meaner to me than my brain. And I would sort of um, visualize, I suppose, have a vision of this awful scenario and what it would look like and whatever else. But I challenge you to challenge that thought by just challenge that voice in your head that's saying it's not good enough. Just challenge it and say, well, maybe it's not, but let's see. And put it out and just see what happens. Like, the worst thing that can happen is that you just, you know, the worst happens, which it won't. And you can just delete the video like it never happened. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's 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 not... It, I promise you, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that important. I promise you. But what is important is you putting it out there, realising it's not that scary, and then actually having the confidence to do a little bit more. That payoff is so much greater than the potential of things bad things happening which as i say they probably won't so please post it can you post it post something that you haven't posted and tag me actually that goes for everyone everyone if you've got something right now that is you know you've been oh i don't know if i want to post post it tag me and I will big you up to the world's end because the fact that you've posted it in itself is one of the bravest actions that you can take on social media. And you are way braver than any one of those keyboard warriors that don't have any content on their feeds, but they're very trigger happy on the keyboard. I love you guys. Okay, so Nathan says, oh no, that person is missing out on being open to some great things if that's how they see things. See, this is that kind of positive attitude that we like. Thank you, Nathan, and thank you, Arno. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure your friend is fine. Uh, Raina says, bom dia. Oh, that's, is it good morning? Bom, oh no, good, good. Bom is good in uh, Brazilian Portuguese, bom dia. Good day, good day. I'm gonna choose to believe that means good day. Hooked on Classic says, Emily, did you watch Nyango Star Jump Drumming? No, I didn't. I have not had any. This week has been bonkers mental, so I'm really sorry. I have not had a chance to do that. Uh, yep, and Hess, hello. Hi there, hi, it's been ages. Um, love your new studio, thank you very much. Me too, I love it. I basically live here, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> my poor husband oh I don't really I do go in for like dinner and to sleep um although there is a couch turning up this week so I can't promise that I won't be falling asleep on the couch in here a few times Diego Fernandez hello how are you oh saludas desde Me Mexico hello I'm sure I butchered that I'm sorry and I must stop 
talking, saying whatever people type because I did that before and I got myself into trouble and the Zalsta caught me. Thank you again. Zalsta, I will never forget that. Moon Sugar is here. Hello. Hi, Moon Sugar. I feel like you're new. I don't recognize your uh, username and that makes me happy. And um, I love it, by the way. What a great username. Uh, what do you think about YouTube hiding dislikes? Oh, is that what's happened? I, do you know what? I, so I was watching a video today, was it? And I noticed that it said all the likes and then the dislike button said just dislikes. And I was like, wow, that's really amazing. Cause this video had like two and a half thousand likes. I was like, that is incredible to see a video with two and a half thousand likes and no dislikes because I'm an idiot. Uh, what do I think about YouTube hiding dislikes? I don't really, yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I think anything about it. No, I don't think I do. Um, I, I think there's there's uh, value in seeing the dislikes if it's something that is, um, like the title says it's one video, but then it's something different. That's useful to see. But sometimes, you know, it's a bit misleading when you see dislikes and actually it's just because something completely irrelevant. So I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I'm so sorry. I'm kind of really, really on the fence here. Uh, Diego says, I'm your Mexican fan. Well, Diego, welcome. It's lovely to have you. Um, I have been to Mexico. I have been to Mexico City and uh, played there with Tricky. We were meant to play in, is it Guadalajara? Is that in Mexico? I'm so sorry. My geography is horrendous. Uh, Diego, you will, you will learn this about me. My geography is the worst. But I will say that I loved Mexico City. The, the gig that we played was the last gig of a long tour of South America. Um, we were all exhausted. And the way that Tricky runs his shows is that a show can be anything from like an hour and a half to like four hours long, depending on how he's feeling. Um, we were exhausted and he decided this was a four hour show. That's what I remember about Mexico. It was amazing and the crowd were unbelievable what i remember the most is coming off stage and literally collapsing <laughs> it was amazing it was so uh, such a good gig um matt black is here hello in work so not mithering you today just wanted to say hi well thank you matt black i really appreciate it i apologize again about last time and not answering your question particularly well but matt we know each other now we know what each of us can expect from this friendship and um we're both still here so i'm gonna choose to believe that you still want to be my friend despite my rubbish answering of your questions nathan says emily don't ever change you are just brilliant your high energy musings and transparent honesty is just so refreshing and an absolute pleasure to be part of thank you nathan you are a sweetheart thank you you're making me flesh actually i was flushing before because it's so warm in here um but thank you that that really means everything to me i i spent a long time in my life not feeling like i could actually be myself so that means more than you ever will know i will say that brandon says sorry i'm late hello badger how are you are you well today do you know what's funny badger ah oh, this is good so i was saying earlier about the fact that i was having dinner with my family last night <laughs> And we were talking about, my parents have badgers in the garden, basically, and they're digging holes. And I sort of, was, we were all saying, you know, have you seen one? Because badgers are, I don't know whether I've got this right. Badgers, as far as I know, are no notorious for being hard to photograph and stuff. And there are very few kind of pictures of badgers. 
I, I heard this somewhere, whether it's true or not, I have no idea. But anyway, I sort of spouted off this information. And we're talking about badges and my dad claims that he's seen one, right? Which none of us believe. And anyway, and we go to sit down and I quickly looked at my phone and lo and behold, there was a comment from Badger Drum Company. And I was like, guys, you'll never guess what. I've just had a, a comment from Badger Drum Company. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Anyway, so that was fun. You were part of our conversation last night, which was really nice. Um, Simone says, when playing on The Voice, have there been any moments where you have been taken aback by a performance or are you already aware of the person's ability? Um, yeah, so the way it works, so it's the voice kids that I'm on um, and the way that it works is we will go into rehearsal for a couple of days to rehearse up, say, what would it be, 30 tunes? And then the following two days, the kids come in to uh, sing with us. So we definitely have an idea of how the kids are going to sing. But there's then a two-week gap between uh those rehearsals and then filming so in those two weeks sometimes like they're all you know they're practicing they're reworking their song with their vocal coaches um there's a bunch of stuff that's going on behind the scenes so when they come to film uh sometimes yes sometimes it's like wow where did that come from so there's definitely been a few moments that have been like oh wow that's that's a moment do you know what i mean like that's that's amazing. Um, what's even more, I'll tell you the more interesting thing that happens is when, excuse me, you're sat playing with someone and you think, wow, that was a moment. And then you see it on TV afterwards and it doesn't translate. Really interesting. And then sometimes the opposite can happen. And I find that more fascinating than anything, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think we are often surprise the other thing is so on the first season that we did we before the final so leading up to the final which was a live show the last bit of film so the final was in august but the last bit of filming leading up to that was in march now obviously these are kids so march april may june july august five months a lot can happen in five months in terms of voices breaking or like growth or anything so sometimes it's like a whole different person comes back it's fascinating so anyway yeah um Yes. So anyway, I, I have had that experience. Uh, Nathan says, that was the thing with Facebook. I know other tribute bands who boast that they have a ridiculously huge amount of followers, but the likes and comments on the content were really low. It didn't add up. It's often the first thing that I look at when I look at someone's profile, for whatever reason. If I see that the interaction isn't great, I'm kind of like, oh, that's a shame. Like, that's more my feeling is, like, oh, it's a real shame because kind of undermines for me no it doesn't undermine it that's that's not that's not quite the right word but I don't know I just notice it and I I, I what I really notice is the fact that my engagement numbers are really good for the amount of followers that I have which makes me happy because it means that people want to have a chat which is great because I love to have a chat uh yep says um I love this but everyone shouldn't care what other people think about you you should all check Nightwish noise. Okay, I don't know what Nightwish noise is. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, you're absolutely 100% correct. It would be great to just be in a place where you don't care what other people think. And I'd love to think I could get to that place at some point. But the reality is I do. Um, not as much as I used to, which is great. But there's also a power that comes with caring about, maybe not what other people think, but I think it's hard to sometimes um, separate caring about people and then caring about what people think I think at least in my head and and maybe that's something I need to talk to a professional about but 
Yeah, I think there's definitely power in not caring what people think, but I find it difficult to not. I try not to. I try and just have my reason for doing things, but you can't help but know sometimes, and that's okay. We're human. It's okay. Um, and you're not alone. Moonsugar says, been sub to you for a while. Pop in from time to time. Keep up the good work. All the best. Moonsugar, thank you very much. Well, that means I love sort of meeting the people that are kind of just sitting watching, not saying anything. And then they suddenly go, oh, by the way, I love that. So lovely to meet you properly. Yep said, hope that's proper English. I think it, I think it made sense. Bear in mind, I'm not very good at reading comments, which I'm only just realizing Probably not great for this kind of format, but there we go. Uh, Badger says, I can completely feel what you were saying about living um, living for a long time, not being able to be yourself. It's horrible. It really is. Uh, I'm really glad you have risen above that. It's quite a huge one to reclaim oneself. I'll be honest. The reason that I was able to get through, like, basically transformed from trying to be this, again, it's that perfection thing. Going from that, trying to be the perfect person, the perfect drummer, the perfect kind of person to be on the road and get calls and blah, 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 blah. Um, all of that was my life, essentially, from when I was a kid. And I don't know why. And again, something for a trained professional. But the thing that changed it uh, 100% was meeting my husband, basically. He, I, I don't know how, and he's still like it now. He sees me in a way... And he saw me in a way that I and felt made me feel a certain way that I could truly be 100% myself. And it gave me, again, it's that thing of being scared to be yourself, put content out there, whatever it is. And you think these catastrophic things are going to happen. But when I started doing that, really good things started happening when I was myself, when I was putting content out there, all, the, all that stuff. Um, and life became a little bit less hard by just going, oh, here I am. And I wouldn't have been able to start any sort of series like this if I wasn't in a position where I was comfortable just being myself, being, you know, I'm a, I'm a goofy, weirdo. Like, you know, it's so funny to me because I see people that will see um, pictures or videos of me playing and they'll be like, you're just so cool la 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 and I'm thinking oh you don't know me come on one of my uh live streams then you'll realize I am not cool I am myself I am a geek but that's fine like I I like it because it means that I get to connect with other people that are like me which is great like how great is that but I wouldn't have been able to get that if I wasn't actually my myself and yap says nightwish the band song noise okay yes Nightwish, the band. That makes sense. I thought it might be the band and Song Noise is the song. Amazing. Well, I hope that you've gotten something useful from today's uh, rambling and um, I think I'm going to have to go and cool down. Look at this, this red face. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I hope this sort of gives you a bit of direction and a little bit of uh, kind of inspiration hopefully maybe there you go education entertainment inspiration uh to post some stuff try some stuff and just get more confident with your social media and and not put too much emphasis on it either um oh no what are you saying the husband oh the husband story gave me a big smile i had the same experience not with a husband but after meeting the guy who's now my best friend oh yes oh no we love your best friend um mark says this has been so great thank you so much emily um 
Marcus, it's lovely to have you here as a fairly new to me viewer. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone, everyone for being there, for you, uh, being here for your questions. I hope it's helped in some way. Um, again, if you want to be a part of this live conversation, sign up emilyislive.com. Uh, and yes, I will be back next week with another topic, but uh, look after yourselves, keep safe, all that good stuff. And I've just realized I need to look at the button that I need to press to actually do that outro thing that I actually forgot to do two weeks ago, but just didn't mention it. But anyway, sending you lots of love. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. All right, see you later. Bye. And Emily is love. Ooh, yeah. Emily is love.